0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. FloorCoding.com the Eat My Catfish Studios. It's time for Arkansas's number 1 caller driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts Randy Rainwater and Rick Shaper. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air.
1: Welcome back to hour number 3 of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz. Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks to Chris Kane. Thanks to all who have contributed in today's program. And now you got to put up with just Rick and I. Well, mm. I take that back. At six thirty, we'll be joined by uh, one of our basketball analysts,
2: Bart Reed. He will join us at uh, six thirty. And we can ask him how to stop Purdue Center or what Arkansas's plan is. Yeah. And how, and how important is this game? Uh, anyway, a couple of quick notes here. Uh, Dusty Baker, longtime baseball guy. Uh, looks like he's going to retire. And I understand that. You know, he's, what, he's either 73 or 74 years old. And for those who have followed baseball all these years, you know, he's he goes way back. He was in the on-deck circle when Henry Aaron hit his... 715th home run. He played for the Braves at that time. Played for the Dodgers. Long-time manager. The only manager to take five different teams to the playoffs. Won the World Series with the Houston Astros. Probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, you, you, if you listen to his comments after their loss to Texas, you could tell he was uh-huh. looking that direction. So uh, baseball will miss him. He is one classy guy. You know, there, there are... You cannot find one. I have never heard one comment from any person that was not uh, that was negative towards Dusty Baker. He is just one fabulous guy. So you hate losing guys like that to the game, and then you look at the World Series again. The Texas Rangers, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. I was thinking that when you had Neil on. I'm thinking if you'd have put a hundred dollars on that matchup for the World Series before the season started. Would you be a millionaire, a billionaire? <laughs> uh, uh, what would you be at this point? I mean, nobody in their right mind would have put those two together for the World Series before this season started. So uh, that's kind of cool. World Series starts Friday. And, gosh, those are just a couple quick notes.
1: Yeah. Well, it was a great game last night. And I was pulling for the Phillies. But Really? Uh, why? Yeah. I, I'd like Harper. I like I like some of their players. and uh, But then the right fielder, I, I've started liking him for the Diamondbacks.
2: Well, he's going to be Rookie of the Year. And
1: he's, yeah, he's good.
2: He's, he's really good.
1: He yeah. was clutch last night. Yeah. Uh, especially that sack fly when they needed to score that run badly uh, from third base. But, um, no, I, I like that young man. I'm kind of torn. I never like to pull for any team from Texas, regardless of what uh, sport we're talking about.
2: Well, the Rangers are okay, though. But I, I kind of like the Rangers, too. Yeah, and they, they've got a good team. But isn't it, it interesting that if we put out a poll right now for, let's just say, an average baseball fan, somebody that liked a team and was was into it a little bit, uh, an average baseball fan, how many starters on the Texas Rangers could you name? And how many on the Arizona Diamondbacks could you name? Hmm. Now, I'm guessing an average baseball fan could probably name at least three Rangers starters and maybe a couple pitchers, especially since Max Scherzer's pitching again. I'm not sure the casual or just normal baseball fan could name three players on Arizona's roster. Unless they've been watching the games every night. Because they, 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 other than Marte, who's been a really good player for them for years, I'm trying to think who else on that team anybody would know. Can you think of anybody? No. You know, they, they, they ended up trading for their reliever, the guy that's the stopper or the closer. They got him from Seattle in the middle of the year. And nobody would have known him at Seattle. <laughs> and here he is. He's been great for Arizona.
1: In fact, there is another reliever between the two of them have been dynamic out of the bullpen. Let's talk to Tom. Tom, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen.
1: Good afternoon, I Tom. I sure
3: hope that uh, Dusty Baker has a great retirement spent yeah. with his uh, grandkids there. Yeah. Uh, now, Rick, I was pulling for the Orioles to, to pull out the American well, League you. pennant.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, but I do have a question, I... On the football coach, I I never played football. I went to only basketball high school, so I'll, I very very little know very little about it. But what I do know is about uh, teaching and coaching, and it's it's all fine and well to have a game plan until you get punched in the mouth.
2: Hmm.
3: And if we know something's not working, why why weren't we trying to? To to play to our strong suit, if we, as Trey said, we we were throwing 28 times in the pocket. We knew last year that wasn't that wasn't our strong suit. So you know. when they hired when they hired uh, Mister Enos in there, you know, did they I know they want to let him have his uh, his way with the the team a little bit, but you had you it you, almost had to say, look, this is what was working, so let's let's go there, and if we can't block. You know why are we why are we still trying to run it up the middle if we if we can't do that?
2: Yeah. And
3: is it would it be a pride thing or
2: maybe an no. nil deal? Or? You know that's a great question. How do we even know the answer to that? How do we know the answer to when Sam Pittman says they're running these plays in practice all week and they don't use them in the game? My first that's thought true. my first thought is <laughs> is that a total waste of practice time. If you're practicing plays in practice, but you use different plays in the game, when did you practice those? And don't be surprised if they don't work. (laughs) If you haven't haven't practiced them because you've been practicing other plays, that doesn't make any sense, does it? No. And
3: I only got to watch part of the uh, the, uh, Mississippi State game last week, but it was right before the the fourth down where we took a delay of game. On, On the third down there, The back run by the hole. He didn't, he didn't, he, he run by a hole that was big as the car, it looked like. Uh, but I didn't know if it was, uh, if we'd promised folks maybe, and and it's hard to tell because it'd just be speculation that we were going to make KJ a a pocket passer or that we were going to stick to this kind of running game, but. Uh, you know, I,
2: I don't know. But when I, KJ comes out and says he prefers a faster-paced game and all of that, it makes you think that that wasn't his choice. But but we don't know that. I agree. Yes,
3: sir. but I just wondered, you know, why, uh, what your your thoughts were on, you know, if my philosophy's not working, I got to change, and, and yeah. why it took so long.
2: Well, so, they did. You know, anyway, your, to your point, the philosophy wasn't working, and they did change none of us can answer your question about why it took so long. Yes, sir. Yes.
3: Well, I hope you gentlemen have a good evening.
2: Thank you, you too. Thank you, Tom. Now, there's a pretty rational guy asking pretty rational questions, and, you know, re- really, it, and they are, they're very legitimate questions. So, uh, well, you know, one thing, Rick, that i uh,
1: again, obviously when Trace said the backs are not picking up the blitzes, yeah. They're getting run over, basically. But ever since the uh, Texas A&M game, when A&M resorted to almost blitzing on every down, you go back to this game on Saturday, hmm. and Mississippi State blitzed on just about every down. My question would be, why has there not been an adjustment whether you have two backs in the backfield mm-hmm. every down,
4: well whether or
1: not you have to resort to two tight ends on every down but when you're getting basically your quarterback killed every time he drops back I would I would dare venture of the 29 drop back opportunities against Mississippi State he was probably hit 24 of the 29 times he dropped back and sometimes They'll list in the statistics quarterback hurries, and I've already put that book. I, I wanted to burn it, but I, I kept it nevertheless. Uh, I should have looked and seen the number of quarterback hurries that uh, KJ had to deal with this past weekend. And normally, what they, uh, and you probably know the exact not reason, but the exact definition of a quarterback hurry. Most of them, I think of a quarterback hurry is when the quarterback is in the process of getting hit and the ball does not even, sometimes, even get to the line of scrimmage. But right. um, It seemed like he was getting hit every time he went back to pass, and it was because of a blitz. Whether it came from the corner, or it came from a linebacker, or it came from a safety, why they have not been able to address to that is, I, I don't understand. I well, do not understand. If you know what the problem is, what's the solution?
2: Occasionally a blitz is going to get you. Uh, Arkansas blitzes. Occasionally, some, and, and occasionally yes. go, But it shouldn't get you that often. You're right. But maybe that's why it seems like 70% of the passes they threw in against Mississippi State were bubble screens for four yards or incomplete. You know, they they kept throwing over there, trying to get the ball State, out of his hand. Had that covered too, right? Uh, but even when he did have time, there were times it, it just he had time to throw, and he just either couldn't find anybody or or made bad passes. Yeah, inaccurate. I thought, right. I thought yeah. last week after the Alabama game, Landon Leach gave some really good insight, and he goes back and watches those games again and again, and he talks about you know KJ reading the RPO. And he says, how many times? And he goes back to last year. How many times has he misread the RPO? Right. Uh, where if he'd hand the ball off, it's a big gain, and he doesn't. Or if he'd keep the ball, it'd be a big gain, and instead he hands it off. So uh, those are things I I can't look at that and say, you know, I know what's going on. But Landon's a former quarterback, and he can look at that from that angle and and see what's happening. So the question then becomes is is has kj just not been able to pick that up even after 3 years or has he not been coached is this offense different enough that he hadn't been coached to win to do each well and and i how can we answer that we don't know all we know is that's the case we also know that was it lander I, I think it was him, not tyler that said that he had the second most time of any SEC quarterback to throw. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the sacks he hits, gets, and the hits he gets, but how many times has he had four seconds to throw? Sure. And hasn't. And, and got hit. So you really can't blame it on protection if you've got In totality. If you've got four seconds to throw the ball, and you can't find a receiver, or throw you don't have it to a receiver, yeah, uh... So anyway, and again, I'm not trying to blame K.J. or, or anybody. I'm just saying these, these are things that we don't consider. We just, oh, it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Oh, it's the offensive line's coach's fault. Not necessarily. Sometimes there's a whole lot more involved than just that. And, and we'll see. If it was the offensive coordinator's fault, then we'll see there ought to be a major difference a week from Saturday at Florida.
1: I tried going back and... I had all my charts, had all had the, the play-by-play of the game from the game book, and I, I got to confess, I got through about two series, and I just said, uh, <laughs> I, I, "I I can't do this. I mean, it's it's awful." So, anyway, we tried. Stan, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Randy, how you doing, bro? I'm so
2: mad at you
1: right now. But I can't stand about... it. That's about what?
2: How Rick? Well, I was doing fine. I don't know what Randy's I'm, at those mad those I, I, no, not I'm mad.
1: No, I'm mad. I'm mad at Stan. Stan made a promise on these airways. If Arkansas had a dual threat quarterback, they were going to a bowl game. They had a not chance when, to win championships. Now you got the no not when you got the
0: two
5: or three quarters. No, running you for didn't, his life every play, man. You didn't tell you, you that, didn't, didn't Stan.
1: I'm upset with you. I want you to know that. That
5: man needs some help, man. He can't run for his life every play, man. He, he needs some help, man. I'm like you. Hey, I'm like
1: you now he ain't stupid, man. Uh, you you just don't tell me, don't sell me on this stuff and then you wanna backtrack on me Stan. Hey, Rick, they got that
5: mm-hmm. man running for his life, almost to his place.
1: See, now he wants to talk to you, Rick. <laughs> well, well, he should be, then that should make him
2: even more successful because he's a, he can't he can run, record, or, huh? that's right. <laughs>
5: man, it's just, hey, it's like it's just a bad year. This year, a bad year all the way around, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting yeah. on you. <laughs> but hey, look at him, man. Check this out. Hey, uh, well, let me ask you this first, Rick. Have you heard anything about that statue? About <laughs> Nolan Richardson's statue?
2: If not, I, I need to make that inquiry. Next time I see Hunter, you're a check, and I do see him occasionally, I will make it a point to ask him. So whenever that yeah, okay. time comes, I will give you a response. Yeah, yeah.
5: Because it's been 30 years, man. I think it's about 30 years, man. I think it's about that time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't trying to wait till he die, man. Hey, look at here. And What I really called for. Uh, hey, when y'all going to start having Nolan on? When y'all going to start having Nolan on your show every Wednesday?
2: I think it's a week from Wednesday. I think we do start in November. Okay. I don't know if we start November 1st. It's either the 1st or the 8th. Randy, you'll have to let me know. I'll
1: have to look at my calendar. It's back at the, at the house.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay.
3: I think yeah, you're right, though, wait.
1: Rick. I think it's a week uh, from tonight.
3: Well, that's oh,
5: November
2: first. Oh, okay. So if we do start well, him in next November. Wednesday.
5: That's next yeah. Wednesday then. But well, I'll do, i never check my, my calendar. Me know Randy.
2: <laughs> let me know, Randy, so I can let him know, okay?
5: Yeah, okay, man. I'm I to call I him really Wednesday morning.
2: morning and say you're on.
5: I can't wait to I can't wait to Nolan. I can't make you y'all start that rolling with Nolan, man. Look well,
2: here. It's hey,
5: coming hey I can't wait, brother. Y'all have a good Y'all have a good Y'all have a good evening, man. I'm mad at you, it, you still.
2: I don't think it bothers him one lick. Let's
1: talk to Jake. Jake, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Goodness
6: gracious, double R! You need to calm down. You're gonna give me a dang heart attack. <laughs> well, you? I'm just—I I, I mean, I'm out he here worked. driving eighteen-wheeler, and I'm like, man, I'm coming, I'm coming on. I mean, you know. did he
1: not promise us? You heard him. Yeah, he said we have a dual-threat quarterback. We go to bowl games. We do this. We do that. <laughs> is, hey, is KJ not a dual-threat quarterback? Supposedly.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he has been. you got to
1: hold him accountable, uh, Jake. Yeah, that's funny.
6: Uh, agreed, sir. Agreed. <laughs> hey, uh, to the gentleman that was up north, I don't know if that was Johnny or who that was, talking about the Legion in Chicago, but, you know, I drive out Midwest a lot, and I'm actually heading up to Minnesota right now, but I've got some fantastic... There's Randy of Wisconsin and up there and and... If you want me to send him a feed on the text line or wherever just so y'all can see, I will. Do it. Um, Do but it. he's right. It, it's beautiful up there. Hey, Rick, I called in yesterday because, uh, and, and Trey, you know Randy could rem- I know you're the history buff, and I know you'll know this right when I say it. When Houston Dutt was hired, Orwell Henry came out with a column in the paper, and it was either the title or the first words were, I am furious. Is that correct? Did I get the wording right on
2: that. I don't remember that, but what he's furious about was he had been led to believe that Tom Tuberville was going to be Tommy named. Tom Tuberville, coach. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so and so Orville was rarely if ever other than that wrong on a prediction cuz he usually got it from Frank Broyles. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing yeah. I'll just tell you that the when that all went down I was Everybody working.
7: knows he wasn't
0: happy
2: with it. I was Dang doing God. sports information. I, I traveled with two sports. People don't do that anymore. There was a basketball game in Louisville the night before Arkansas announced Houston Nut. I can just tell you, back then we didn't have cell phones, but you could communicate. And when, I, when we went on the air, when Arkansas was about to play Louisville, I knew that Tom Tuberville was going to be the next coach when i hung up wow. when i when i made when i got back on the phone before the team flew back i knew that Houston Nutt would be the coach <laughs> so, it did, so, it, so it so 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 i'm guessing that coach Broyles felt like Tuberville was going to be named and probably told Orville that and that's why Orville was peeved because that's not what happened and he probably wow. felt like he had been misled and but what happened yeah. was the committee would not unanimously vote for Tuberville there was only one member of the committee that wouldn't vote for Houston Nutt and finally the committee said look we're not voting for Tuberville you can either come with Houston Nutt or we're going to hire him without a consensus or without a unanimous and he then agreed so that's how that happened
6: I got you I will tell you this I I met Tommy Tuberville along with Mark Rick uh, Jack Salackey I think his name was from Yale a couple other coaches on the USO tour uh, one of my deployments to the desert and I found Teverville to be and I even told him I was from Arkansas and I, I found him to be a, a rather pompous individual
1: because <laughs> I don't know any
6: other way to put it.
1: Um, pretty accurate. Uh,
6: Mark, Mark Rick on the other hand uh, allowed me to interview him for a message board I was on at the time and was very gracious and cool and and talk to me and everything but yeah i just wanted your insight on that rick because i know he had came up with a with an article or something that was either titled i am furious or those were the first words in the article is Mm -hmm. i am furious and it was like printed in the paper i mean i'm not i'm 45 i'm not that old but i'm old enough to remember um and then also one question for you guys real quick why is aj green not getting the bulk of the carries
2: I guess because but, DeBinion I mean, is. That, that's the only thing. That's yeah, the only answer DeBinion I is give not you.
6: doing it. though. DeBinion is not getting it done. And AJ has better production, better production, and better numbers all around every single time he touches the ball. So, like, I I, I don't understand. I, I don't think DeBinion is a bad back. I don't think he's as good as AJ Green. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. As always, go Hogs. Y'all have a great night.
2: Thank you. I think they're both capable backs. They're different. A.J.'s a little faster. Uh, I, I, how do we know why one of them is playing one of them is not? Hmm. And what was it against Alabama? Didn't A.J. average six yards a carry, uh, but he only carried six times? Was it Alabama or Ole Miss? One of those two games, he only carried six times, got 36 yards. But um, DeBinion may practice better. Maybe he's more powerful between the tackles. A- at any rate, we don't have the answer to that.
1: All right, that's Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drop Time Sports will continue in just one moment.
8: Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance. Match 401k. Paid holidays. Paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672.
4: The end of the year is near, and Guadney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Wadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate, skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney 501 945 4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney Buick GMC and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501 945 4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit.
0: The Arkansas Outdoor Expo is coming to Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, October 27 through 29. Tour over 50 fully staged RVs and take advantage of special RV Expo pricing on the top RV floor plans. We'll have RVs starting at less than $5 a day, food and entertainment, plus a chance to win an RV as part of the ultimate RV giveaway. Learn more at campingworld.com slash Arkansas Expo. See dealer for details and disclaimers.
4: I'm that guy. When you
0: Google shoulder pain, my face pops up.
4: But you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love.
0: There's a new natural solution that patients are
4: raving about. QC Kinetics.
0: Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Often imitated but never duplicated, this is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater of the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. I want to talk to you about my friends at Double B's because this month is racing by the 25th of October already. And if you're looking for a great place to work, I would encourage you to go to DoubleB's.com and apply online. And I've got to tell you, one of my favorites. I talk about it all the time, but you got to start your day off right. Do you not? I have to start my day off right anyway with a cup of coffee, several cups of coffee, and that is the Renoco coffee. You will select the grind, uh, the roast, I should say, and then you grind that selected roast. It will produce a hot and fresh cup of Renoco coffee. Can't get much better than that and watch for the double b specials each month talking about whether it's the drink specials the snack specials whatever it may be i think you'll find that uh, you're going to find your favorite snacks and beverages right there at your local double b's by the way 34 locations across the state now to serve you 34 so when you're in a hurry You can pay at the pump with your Exxon or Philips 66 mobile app at all the stores. That's Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go make it Double B's. And let's see. As I look at my little board here, and let's do this. Roar in the background. Couldn't wait for Bart to get on the air.
9: Man, I heard that. Sounds like my house.
1: <laughs> well, you got
2: five dogs.
1: It's okay. I mean, it, it was it was one of those
2: things where it's just it's just it's just actually out. it was a it was a roar for somebody passing by our front yard. So <laughs> I, tried, I tried to turn it down as quickly as I could. It happened. Rick you got two dogs. Two dogs four? We have three. Three. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. That's down from about a dozen not yeah, that long ago. we used ago. to have a lot more than that, but now each evening's a three-dog night. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Rick, you do? How many you got, Bart? Five. Five. Good for you. Well, we have two yeah. others, but our son keeps them, and uh, and one of them was his, so so we're down to there five. But We peaked at 13. Now, we, I think Randy... No, I don't even know what his peak was. What did you peak? What's the most you've ever had in your house at one time, Randy? Not in the house, but, but some in the Randy, house. That, yeah, that you had. I think Carrie care.
1: reached a peak of forty five. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay, Bart, you got a long way to go, man. And well, now let Whoa, me man. let me say these
1: these a lot of the a lot of the dogs we had at that time were puppies. Litters okay. of puppies. And it once people found out that Carrie was into, uh, fostering or into the rescue, whatever it may be, BB bald knob, you name it, they'd call and she couldn't say no until we finally got to the point where there was no more room in the end. So, but it's thankfully enough. they've all got great homes and, um, and then we have some rescues ourselves every every dog that we have is a rescue so okay can't can't speak more than that all right bart draw us up uh let me see what was the the question was uh for this purdue game what do you believe will be eric musselman's strategy in this game Oh, so it's
9: interesting I, I think what he's gonna do well i know this is just a, a conjecture on my part i He's really going to test and see what he's got from a rotational standpoint. I really think if you're if you're if you're looking at it, he's trying to figure out can he go big, can he go small, and by big or small, I mean is he going to try to play Draymond at the four or the five? And I think that's the big question as far as tweaking the lineup. I think the other thing that he's looking at because guys, he knows he can stop defensively and implement pretty much anything that he's wanting to do with the many scouting reports and the numbers and the analytics. He's really looking at, from an offensive standpoint, what can he keep on the court in terms of guards, attacking forwards. I think if you look at, he would love to have that on the court at the same time. He would love to have uh, Jermaine Davenport on at the same time and Trayvon Brazil at the same time. The question gets to be, Is does that give you any potential defensive mismatches that he has to look out for. But I really think he's looking to see how much scoring and how much power he can get on the court at one time and get away with it.
1: How deep, and, and this was something we also talked about Bart, or at least we, we speculated on, uh, his normal rotation seven, eight, nine players. However, this is an exhibition charity game. So does he go outside his norm to give some guys an opportunity in this game that he might have right now in his mind is let's say, the 10th or the 11th, the 12th player, whatever it may be. How deep do you think he's going to go this this Saturday?
9: I, I think you're looking at... A, I think you'll get a pretty good look at 10 players. Um, it could tighten up, and in the, in the minutes on that 10th player and 9th player could, could be diminished. But I think you're going to try to he's going to try to look at a ten person rotation. I, I think we we've established he really feels comfortable in the seven to eight. He's got the type of talent that he can go ten deep. I just don't know if he really likes that. I think he likes to settle. And instead of getting a guy three or four minutes in a game, I think he would. Rather, and you guys might disagree. I think he'd rather put the existing player out there, and instead of them playing 24 minutes, they play 28 minutes because I think he believes in the flow of the game that players are more likely to be productive than off the bench. But I do think you'll see 10. I don't know if we can hang at that number, but guys, I think this team, I think you can really get production out of 10 guys. And if you look at it, a lot of the games that we got beat, like Alabama, we would have five or six in the scoring columns, maybe, maybe, maybe seven they would have nine or ten, and I think that ultimately caught up with this in a lot of games, so I think deep down, he knows he needs to get a deeper rotation going. All
1: right, who who in your mind could be on that bubble? What I mean by that is, uh, should we see a laden blocker? Should we see a Bayfall? Should we see, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just grabbing names now, but um Who might we see that's on that bubble of maybe being part of that 10 player rotation you're talking about?
9: So it's hard to, it's hard to imagine guys as productive as if we, if we go back to coach Musselman's pedigree, his history, he rewards these exhibition games and scrimmage games based on performance and practice. Based on that, you would think Joseph Pinion has done extremely well in Mm -hmm. practice, right? Mm -hmm. He's, also performed extremely well in the game. It would, hard to, it would hard for me to picture that he is not, Joseph is not getting minutes. And I think Laden Blocker is also a guy, you look as productive as L. Ellis has been, Layden Blocker has quietly put up some stats, guys, and I know it's against UT Tyler, I get it. But still, he's being productive and he gives you a defensive force. I think that's where you're kind of looking at Joseph and Layden and you're saying, okay, Those guys are really going to get kind of a test is that they're on the inside, but certainly I think right there at that cutoff. I think Bayfall is going to be – I just think he's got some development to go. I really think you're looking at a potential – where does Jalen Graham fit? Pinion, Walker, and I really think that you're going to see those guys playing most of the minutes.
1: You almost wish, in in Bayfall's case – Bart, that they had a little side scrimmage and let him just go one on one with Eddie. I think that'd be a great learning experience for him. But I don't think that's going to happen. But um, right. and Rick did also point out he's probably going to be giving up anywhere from fifty uh, pounds plus to Eddie, so that might not be a fair matchup right now. But, yeah,
9: guys, did I not tell you he's so slight for a freshman? He, you know, a lot of these big guys come in slight, but he's really slight. He's got to really add some weight and strength.
1: Absolutely. Dwight, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys.
7: Hey, hey. uh, uh, Well, Randy, first I have a question. uh, I know uh, the the live streaming of the game, but uh, is it going to be on the radio this
1: time? Yes. Yes, it is. Pre-game starts 2.30.
7: Well, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, that other game wasn't on the radio or nothing.
1: No, no, no
7: i don't have i don't have that streaming thing so i uh, on my tv so i didn't get to hear anything to what i heard like when they told it on tv you know on the sports and all okay i
1: i, hey, don't, I don't know why they haven't basically announced that it's going to be on statewide radio but it is
7: okay hey randy what about I and mean, then rick you know you, you know gus melazon he goes way back you know he's from arkansas he knows arkansas and, and he's coaching at I guess a little bitty college, as far as I know right now. Wouldn't he be
2: a good fit at Arkansas? Well, Central Florida is not a little bitty college, <laughs> and uh, they played they <laughs> well, played know, Oklahoma. I mean, they played Oklahoma. Arkansas, they played Oklahoma within two points, uh, losing thirty yeah, one to twenty nine. And I'm yeah. not sure that Gus would be interested right now, nor would Arkansas. So it, again, right now there's a head coach, so that remains yeah. a moot point. Yeah.
7: Well, I'm just, you know, I hate, to, I hate to be down on Arkansas, but I just don't see how a team that can't block is going to be able to beat a Florida team that's never lost at Florida, to Arkansas. I hope I'm wrong, Randy, but I just, I just don't see it.
2: Don't then it's whatever network it's on. Don't watch SEC Plus. <laughs> yeah. No,
7: yeah, we're you know, talking about it, the football game. Of football. Well, ESPN, ESPN's got the
2: Florida game at 11 a.m., yeah.
7: I think. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. But you yes. just said you you don't yeah, see it. So they've never lost that Florida to Arkansas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Georgia's probably going to be there from them, and they're going to be in a heck of a mood when Arkansas comes down there. We'll
2: see.
7: You, see, that, that, you know, Georgia Georgia's very good. You know that, Randy and Rick, to me. I yeah, think Georgia's. Okay. I don't think Alabama will beat Georgia when they play again.
1: Yeah, they're okay. I mean, they've, they've only won back to back national. Championship.
7: Well, Randy, what y'all, what y'all deal? What, y'all, what you what do you think about? Do you think LSU can beat Alabama again for the second second time in the row in that play?
1: Nope.
7: You think? You think it, that Alabama
1: will get them this time? Yep. Even so even Alabama with a struggling offense, uh, yeah. unless unless LSU can find a way to outscore Alabama because of the LSU defense, I just don't mm-hmm. see it happening and. Alabama's been playing better and better on the defensive side of the football, uh, really after okay. that that Texas game going way back at the beginning of the season. Their their defense is pretty – may not be the Alabama great defense of old, but they're still pretty good. All right, well, we got to run. Pretty, pretty good,
7: good. White. Hey, White. Pretty good against Army. No, uh, not, Rick. Really.
2: Okay. I'm sorry, what did he say? What did, Army. Air yeah, LSU Force. beat Army, yeah. I don't know if that's bad for our national defense or just says LSU's really good. <laughs> I can't even buzz that one. All
1: right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment.
8: Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. It's the end of the month and we need to sell 23 more new vehicles before Tuesday night. Frank has told us to take any reasonable offer and pay over book value for trades. So don't worry about how much you owe on your trade. If we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. We have 0% financing for up to 72 months on new Ram 1500s. That's right, I said 0%. You can't get any lower than 0 and you'll save up to $10,000 on all new ram 2500s and up to ten thousand dollars off all new jeep grand cherokees folks we'll do whatever it takes to make you a deal just tell us what you're looking for and how much you want to pay Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood for the deal of a lifetime on a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We promise you a hassle-free buying experience, so come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. That's Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com.
4: Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly, $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $4. 42990. Regularly, 479.90. Visit ftthompson.com
0: <laughs> Bird Chrysler presents. Tops off World Tour. I look at my dad. I go, hey dad, maybe we should sit down. I don't think your owl's out tonight. Thirty seconds later. Ooh. Right on top of it. We hear. Ooh. Ooh. My oldest daughter goes, Dad, look across the lake at the old man on his dock. There's another drunk, blind old white man. Just
4: Ooh live on stage, Saturday, November 18th, Simmons Bank Arena. Get tickets at the Arena Box Office or at Ticketmaster.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy crush at Arch Marine, and so can you. Back by popular demand. Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride and we'll give you even more value for your older phone. A current phone equals a $500 down payment payment allowance flip phone 550 down payment allowance brick phone $600 down payment allowance but bring in grandpa's old bag phone that's a $700 down payment allowance toward your new ride plus no payments until after new years everyone has an old phone and everyone gets approved 1301 tp white drive in jacksonville 501-982-2102 wanniechevrolet.com chevrolet Find new roads. Now, back
0: to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined by Bart in just a moment. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security, helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our communities stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses so other people can have better lives if you want your banking dollars to do more good check out first security at fsbank.com that's first security bank member fdic equal housing lender only in arkansas that's first security bank
0: All right. Hey,
1: uh, uh, yes. My bad. I was going
9: to say, you're not going to beat Nick Saban twice, are you?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the better team usually wins the game, which I'm not sure that – I'm not sure how good LSU really is. they
2: got a dynamic right. offense. Great offense. Not but a that defense. defense. Hmm. But Alabama's got a really good defense. Not great, but really good and an offense that is feast or famine. So we'll see. Yeah. But isn't it interesting that after Alabama lost to Texas, oh, how many media people, well, it's all over for Nick Saban. He, you know, he doesn't, he's getting too old, he doesn't have it together anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Better be So careful.
9: I watched the uh, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, uh, little special that. I, I can't remember what channel it was. fascinating to watch those two guys. Two brilliant minds, not just football minds, but sporting coaches, legends. Just chop it up and talk football. is was amazing to watch
2: it. Well, yeah, it's amazing to watch those two talk because, other than that, you'd never see Bill Belichick say anything to anybody. He, his press conferences right? were just mumbles. Uh, now, Saban's yeah. pretty good in interviews, but Belichick's not. So if you saw them talking to each other, I'm sure it was fascinating.
9: Yeah, because he seems like a nice guy outside of work. Uh, but hey, Brandy, I was going to add something to this substitution. If you really look at this roster, it's, and I'm just taking a little close, closer look at it at the plate. We really are. This is a deep, There's going to be two or three really good players that I think are going to be riding the pond, not getting a ton of touches, and not a ton of minutes on the court. That's how loaded up this team is. And if you're looking at it, you could have potentially one of the most two elite-level scores that we bring in with Battle and Davenport, considering they're both healthy. Because I think Trayvon Mark is a starter based on his defensive oh, yeah. prowess and what yeah, he can do. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's really fascinating, and we're not even talking about uh, a returning Mitchell. And so uh, <laughs> this is a really really deep team. Chandler Lawson looks very suitable. I would say he's kind of the outside looking in. He's he's kind of that last cutoff right there, and he's a, shown excellent promise so far. Uh,
1: same thing. You can. I- I'm I'm thinking at this at this moment, Jeremiah Davenport could be in that same boat where yep. he's right there at number nine, ten or possibly eleven. That's why I said I'm gonna watch Saturday if for no other reason just to watch his rotations. Now yep. one of the great things that um if you go on to um Step Broadcast, uh if you dig dig deep enough into all of the statistical information that they give you uh, it will give you what five that's on the floor, the plus and minus uh mm. point differential i mean there's it, it is a for you, I would think mark this would be right down your alley yeah, and, and if I had just one of those I could work with one of those it would give me an idea what not only is going to be the actual rotation based upon the production of those, even though it's in a collective five, but I still could get an idea based upon uh, that production with that particular player with that five. And but I think that, I could yeah. come up with a pretty good idea, not only because it will give you the, the amount of minutes that they are on the floor I mean, I'm probably holding a conversation. You know I just needed to be talking off the air about. I'm just simply saying, this is comprehensive to where the only thing I griped about, and then they did it the last couple of years. I know the box they sent out the other night from the exhibition game against uh, UT Tyler didn't have it. Shot chart. Yep. And if I have to make my own yep. again, I'll do it, but I'd rather. Yeah, because
9: they're, they're handy to have. Shot, char- shot charts are handy to have.
1: Excellent, um, excellent way to really determine how the offense is is flowing is the shot well, chart. Well,
9: listen, this, that's, what, that's what this game with Purdue, because people are asking, what is this game with Purdue gets? It's going to tell Coach Musselman who can get and play at that level, who can go do the things in practice. Because you have to – it's way too early to talk about this, but let's say Purdue is a projected already bracketology number one seed. That's a team that you're going to have to beat to get to the next level that they want to get to, the Final Four. Sure. And you'll be able to tell right away, even if it's an exhibition game, who can get shot, who can defend, who can rebound. Because basically, guys, we got, I mean, just bullied by a much better UConn team that I think show Coach Musselman. He needs to go get some different type of players. That Man. Different things. Yes. Man. Yes,
1: that's
9: right. <laughs> Purdue's got
1: some men too, <laughs> just so the fans are ready because they can flat fly. Man, let's talk to Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. They can
10: flat Man, let's talk to Steve. Hey, how you doing,
1: guys? Hey, buddy, can you turn your radio down?
10: Yeah, we. Well, I've already turned it off. Okay, Listen, thank you, buddy. I, I didn't. I didn't know that Dylan Graham was was injured. I'm just realizing that on the news. But uh, can you tell me? uh what the injury is and and where he's at as far as coming back, and also one more thing and i and I really do need your uh opinion on what I'm going to ask you. I was thinking that the backup quarterback that played for uh, in the a c c that came out of my mail. I watched him play on the a c c network and I thought he was a pretty good quarterback but when uh KJ was showing signs of frustration. Would well, you think it, it probably would have helped him a little bit to, to take him out the game and and let him uh exhale, get his bearings back, because he was throwing he was in some of them passes, he was throwing throwing the ball way over out of bounds and threw it like into the stands, and then he was throwing some passes into the dirt. The guys was right there in front of him. So uh I, I just wanted your opinion on that and I'm gonna I'm going to stop and
2: listen. Thank you, Steve. Here's the hard part about that. Since the first game against Western Carolina, KJ has taken every snap of every game. And so the second guy has always got to be prepared if there's an injury or something. But if it's not an injury and you come in and say you're in, there's almost this really shock that when you go out there, you're, you're almost numb when you go out there if it's not an injury. And you haven't warmed up, you you know, all that. So uh, that's one thought. Uh, Second thought is, you know, the reason he's here is because he knew K.J. would probably finish his eligibility this year, and he still has two years after this. And he's thinking, hey, i I got a chance to start the next two years. I don't think he had any idea that he'd be playing a lot this year. So those are the first things that come to mind. Now, is it okay to play the second quarterback? So I'm sure it is, but not if you haven't prepared him. To say, hey, you're going to play Saturday regardless. KJ, we're going to use you a series or two. But if if he's not prepared and all of a sudden you turn to him and say, hey, KJ's struggling, we're going to put you out there for a series, sometimes it works great, sometimes it's awful.
1: And how well does he know the playbook? And by the way, that is Jacoby Criswell by mm-hmm. way of Marlton, not Marlon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this for you, Bart, real quick. I don't know if you have yep. time to answer it adequately. Wynn says, "Shouldn't Arkansas run fast to beat a seven foot four guy down the court?"
9: Yeah, you they are they are going to play up tempo. Uh, they're going to play up tempo. But listen, sometimes when you have a matchup, you don't want to beat necessarily beat that seven foot guy down the court all the time because you want him to stay in and expose that matchup in the half court. And to answer Steve's Jay, uh, uh, uh Jalen Graham's got back that. And you should
1: be back this week, I believe. All right, Bart. that's it for tonight. Thank you, Martin Reed. Thanks to Pure Sweat Basketball Skills and our good friends at Martin Orthopedic. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty, spay into your pet. So long, everybody. Radio
0: for Arkansas Sports Geeks. By Arkansas Sports Geeks. All day, every day. 103.7 The Buzz. K-A-B-Z, Little Rock.
4: Uh, not again.
0: Let me tell you about my man Tom. He had some serious bad luck. And one day he said to
7: me,
9: When is my luck gonna change?
0: And I was like, You need to go to Tunica, bro. And he was like, Yeah! Good idea.